0: You're listening to Supporting
1: Siblings, where we share the experiences of our not-so-typical life as a brother and sister of individuals impacted by developmental disabilities. Here are your hosts, Larry and Laura.
0: Hey, this is Larry Fish from Supporting Siblings. After I have compiled all of the interviews and the discussions I had with my sister and my two nephews and my niece, basically the Tobia family. I decided to split this episode into three parts, and you'll understand why. It was just, it was too difficult to try and remove some of the things that were said. So here is part one of three. Hey, this is different.
1: Yes, it we're, is.
0: Yes. And we have a co-host today, too. Yes, we do. Or maybe a special guest, maybe. Oh, <laughs> you want to, you'd want? you rather be a special guest than a well, co-host. I, well, however you guys want to make, make mm-hmm. me. Well, this is going to be Good. <laughs> Maybe. Well, as uh if you're uh, listening to this, you can tell it sounds different already. And that is because we are all together here in Buffalo. What do you think? Yay. Hey.
1: Crickets.
0: Let's try it again. Hey, we're all together in Buffalo. Yay. There you go. Now I got it.
1: We have a makeshift
0: studio in Laura's kitchen. Yep.
1: Yep, <laughs> we
0: got a pile of spaghetti on the table. Electrical wires. Yes, we do. And here we are. Another yes. episode of supporting siblings. I'm sucking down the tea. Can you tell? My voice is a little rough, Chris. Mm-hmm. I yeah, yeah, I can definitely tell. Your voice has been a little hoarse. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. A little, what, little laryngitis. What kind of
2: horse? <laughs> that hoarse term where you say your
0: voice is like
1: <laughs> <laughs> <black> literal, and... literal, <laughs> Captain Literal. Well, this <laughs>
0: is going to be really fun today. I know it. Nine. Chris, because because you crack us up. It's been a never-ending funny journey with you. I would hope so. Yeah, I, I would hope so. <laughs> well, another episode of Supporting Siblings. As we have talked about in the past, I'm up here. Uh, we're going to go see Billy tonight, and then in two days, John, John, and I are off to California. <laughs> And Laura's gonna block our number as soon as we <laughs> as soon as we take off. Am I gonna go in block mode?
1: <laughs> airplane mode? Airplane. I
2: was gonna say maybe airplane mode would be better. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We just have to set parameters about when we can call each other because we have to remember time the three-hour time change. No. So, oh, John will you know, remember. If it's you know, 10 o'clock in the morning for me and I'm wide awake and it's 7 a.m. for them, they might get a little upset. <sighs> oh,
0: it'll be fine. And
1: vice versa. We just text <laughs>
0: pictures back and forth and all that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, We got a couple of days here to mm-hmm. hang out.
2: Yep. A couple days. for, And then you'll be back up here again for a couple of more days. That's right. And then back home to Tennessee you'll go and then
0: we'll be back up here in April I know three times I'm coming well two for sure one's a maybe in the summer I don't know I always seem to be here in February
1: I don't know and I'm off in the summer
0: (laughs) so what are we uh what's our topic today
1: Pre California? Uh, pre California.
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe pre California and so every everything you guys talk yeah, about man well we have you for here for a reason. I guess that's kind of a topic, Chris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's- <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> it's gonna be never ending isn't it?
1: so i'll kind of give a little lead in chris yeah you know, since i'm your mom and probably the most um mm-hmm. so when chris was little mm. he had some developmental delays you know when development starts to happen for a child you start to watch and chris was always like at the tail end of the of the developmental picture you know if you're allowed to be walking between 12 and 15 months chris did it at 15 months in one day Um, so he always made his milestones. He just did it on the latter end of things. And they were very conservative and like, oh, he'll catch up and don't worry and all that kind of stuff. And by the time he was 22 months old, I really pushed the doctors because he wasn't speaking the way that he should. And he got speech and OT and PT and, um, (laughs) you know, had a lot of therapy through the years and he has caught up tremendously. There was always, though, in the back of my mind, you know, being that we lived with a sibling with autism and there, being that I'm a special ed teacher, I always kind of looked at Chris with a question mark in my head and, you know, did pursue through um, psychologicals and all that kind of stuff through the, through the years of, did Chris have autism? And, you know, he's only 24, but twenty, fifteen years ago... There was you know, Asperger's, there was autism, there was PDD, there was ODD, and now they've gotten rid of all of those terms and they just call it the autism spectrum. Yeah. No psychologist ever diagnosed him. Um, there were a lot of acronyms that were thrown around in Chris's life. There was ADD, ADHD, ADD, or ADHD primarily inattentive. He had central auditory processing disorder. He had sensory dysfunction or sensory integration dysfunction. So, lots of things, lots of titles, lots of stuff. Um, and he always, you know, just kind of struggled in school, but he always made his way. He always kind of just came around the corner at the last second possible. But as he's gotten older and as he's gotten out of school and... Um, You know, when those supports in the school system faded from his life, I started to notice a little bit more social stuff with him, you know. So it's a a true testament that therapy works and all of those things that, you know, he received when he was in school were extremely helpful to him, extremely helpful. And they probably kept him just, you know undetected and falling through the cracks because he he was surrounded with such good supports Mm -hmm. his whole life um but when he got out i started to notice extreme social anxiety and social um extreme social awkwardness and you know recommended he get into some counseling and he did and through um a very good counselor in our area she also suspected Autism um, so she just completed the um, autism evaluation and Christopher has been diagnosed with high-functioning autism wow. um, she did- yeah. yeah, so he's you know, the thing is is you know Chris If you really didn't know what to look for in Christopher if you didn't know You know to the untrained eye it would you just probably wouldn't even pick up on it with Chris He drives 100% independently. He's got a job where he works full time, um, and he works nights. And he's held that job for you know almost a little over five years. Yeah,
0: he just got a nice raise. Got a beautiful
1: raise. Um, He's doing a fantastic job. He took some classes in college, and wasn't happy at the campus he was at, and it was difficult for him, but not not um, I guess not impossible. Just trying to figure out where his niche is exactly. Um, so, you know, Chris is still the same, same guy that he was before.
0: Hilarious. hilarious Very funny.
1: Very, very funny. And, and you heard me say before, he's Mm. very literal and Chris has always been very literal. And that was always one of the things that kind of, you know, put the question mark in my head as to how he interpreted our language and that sort of thing. So, you know, I mean, I guess if anything, there's a, there's a title, there's a diagnosis. Um, but it doesn't change anything about his future other than if he needs some more supports we're going to try to seek some of those out so that in the future he can continue to get better and grow and flourish point chris your
0: yeah chris your thoughts you know i've always looked at your mother with a question mark (laughs) (laughs) he has (laughs) Very Some much just so. Like, why? Actually, my grandma why? said that he used Not to stare why, at me. But why? Yeah, grandma. <laughs> grandma said that when I was
1: born, he used to stare at me real, with a real puzzled look on his face, yeah. with his thumb in his mouth, and and staring at me like, "What on earth is why that?" Why
0: cry so much?
1: <laughs> so
0: we're done talking about you in the third person, Chris. Yeah. being... <clears throat> no, I no. I mean, you got.
2: I mean, you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. That's why I was just sitting here listening, and then. You know
0: well, how do you feel about all that I mean because not there are many many people that have levels of autism that can't share their own personal feelings on it mm-hmm and I mean I've got a
2: the main thing is is I've got a lot of different thoughts about it like I've had a whole circle of emotions go through through my head um, the main one is relieved, because now I've finally found out a definitive answer as to what dis- what disability it is that I do have.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Also too, a little bit of sadness and a little bit of anger Be- oh, really? because you know, I mean, it would have been nice if I would have been diagnosed with it when I was younger, so that way I would have known what support to get through school and because I was always told. You have this, you have that, you have this, you have that. And even I never knew what it is that I had until now. And I, you know, I was always told, like like my mom pointed out before, that I had ADD, CAPD, ADHD. And that's kind of what I have always went by. And Alphabet
0: diagnoses. Yeah, <laughs> Diagnosis. I mean,
2: pretty much. And the thing is, too, is like looking at all of them, there were a couple of them that even I thought I knew I had. And that was ADD, attention deficit disorder, because my you know, my my focus or attention of things will shift a lot to different things. So I mean I've kind of pointed that out in a sense. And I've also looked at central auditory processing disorder, C A P D. Because I have a very hard time processing a lot of information at times and I have a lot of I have a lot of difficulty with that and so those two disabilities I've always believed that I've had but I've never really questioned about it and I've I've been talking to a lot of my family about it like I talked to my mom and dad you know one on one on one and I've the surprising thing that I've noticed is my whole family and everybody around me aren't surprised that i got diagnosed with autism i i i just didn't think it would be autism i thought just it would be something totally different and i mean i've still got kind of a whirlwind of emotions going on in my in my head about it like what's what's this going to do for me in the long run and what's it going to do for me in the in the future i guess so to speak yeah and it's i mean it when i got when i first got the diagnosis of autism i thought wow that's that's a surprise like i was mainly surprised than anything and and then i thought about it i'm like it would have been nice to know this earlier and that's where the sadness and the anger came and and everybody kept telling me oh it's not it's not that bad being diagnosed with autism and getting talked to a lot and all the different things about it i keep thinking well maybe it's not all that bad but at the same time again it would have been nice to know
1: mm-hmm.
2: back when i was younger yeah
1: so you know one of the things with you chris is that you were you know i mean just listening to the way you the way you just described your feelings honestly you used i'm sitting here thinking as you're speaking Oh my goodness like this is a kid who didn't talk at all and you were yeah. surrounded by supports you know and and I'm not like you know if there's anybody listening that is wondering I mean get the evaluations done and get your child surrounded by the early intervention supports that are available um, because if we hadn't have done that with you if, if I really wouldn't have pushed and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back But truly, I pushed and pushed the doctors because I knew that the therapies were available. And I'm listening to you you use words like definitive and whirlwind and using that language appropriately and, and, you know, using them in a sentence and it makes sense. And sometimes your vocabulary is so um, higher end that I think to myself how much... You've adapted in life and exactly. how well you've done right. in spite of what you've had, you know, and in spite of not really knowing. I mean, you know, one of the other things, too, I want you to keep in mind. And, and again, to I say to the untrained eye, lots of times one disability looks like another and looks like another. And that's where you have to seek out a professional to get a definitive diagnosis. And clearly, when you were little... You know those diagnoses were very difficult to pinpoint on you because you didn't, you because you were so high, such a high functioning individual as far as the autism spectrum goes. You weren't. It wasn't like cut and dry. Like oh my goodness, this is definitely a child who has autism. You mimicked things. Yes, your attention faded, but you know, one time I took you for an evaluation when you were a little boy, and the the psychologist looked at me and said, he is almost an anomaly because, and that means something that's very rare or odd, because he did achievement testing on you and IQ testing. Now, IQ testing is a testing of someone's ability. What is their, or uh, someone's, I'm sorry, someone's (coughs) intelligence. Like, where does their intelligence range? And so if you get somebody with an IQ of about 90 to 100, when you give them an achievement test, those tests should kind of become almost level in scores so in other words you can't achieve higher than your intelligence allows you to does that make sense a
2: little a little bit I mean. so
1: you always scored higher in achievement than you did on iq tests so it was a very rare psychological thing, the way that your brain was working. And so it was very difficult to determine, did he have trouble just processing things? Did he lose attention? Is this really... Did I grab... Is it, it was very, very difficult because you weren't cut and dry. Yeah. So I really feel like that you... It's taken a while, but it doesn't... That's why I keep trying to tell you, it doesn't change who you are. Yeah, you are that's the same exactly, exact person. And that's
0: what I was just going to say, some, a little different perspective. So, I mean, I'm diagnosed with addiction, major depressive disorder, degenerative disc disease, but does that define who I am? Not right. not in a way. No. I mean, you are still you, Chris. Yeah. And, yep. I mean, it's in the clinical sense and the sense for support correct training all that you know there's a good side that we have the truth but you're still Chris Tobia my nephew who's funny
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) a memory like you wouldn't believe I mean an insane memory you watch something and can repeat it right mimic things I mean TV shows skits I mean remember back in the day doing the Harry Carey thing oh my
2: gosh <laughs> right
0: yeah that was... and you're hilarious you make us laugh so hard I mean so that's who you are you know we always don't have to be what our diagnosis is mm. and that's as your uncle mm-hmm. encouraged you to think that way you are Chris Tobia mm-hmm. there is not another individual on the planet like you yeah and God has a calling for your life too I'm, and I mean like I just kind of thought a little bit about
2: it and I understand that it's not going to None of my diagnoses are gonna change who I am in some aspect. I'm still gonna be me. I'm still gonna be who I am. It's the thing that's the thing that's gonna be really difficult. And Mom touched on this before. Is my my social mm-hmm. part because I I always have a such such a hard time making friends and, and making, like, even just talking to people, like asking them, you know, how, how the weather is or something like I always have, even that I just have a such a hard time. Mm -hmm. And I'm one of those people where I, I wish I could have more friends at times, but I can never open up to myself. And that's the hard part. And that's, that's what
0: upsets me about, about having that's the good part because you know uh, the good part of having a diagnosis well okay you don't use it as an excuse well i I can't do this because Mm -hmm. you just have to say i have to find a new way because yeah and like i'll be glad to set up your tinder profile right here (laughs) (laughs) you enjoy wrestling oh god fishing um your long-term goal is to uh open swim with great white sharks i know that no it's not (laughs) (laughs) Uh, maybe not tinder plenty of fish <laughs> plenty of <laughs> well fishes. i've the thing is
2: i've tried i'm
0: kidding you know
2: that yeah no and i was actually going to bring up a point about that like i've tried those dating sites and they've just never never worked and i have matched with people on there and i'll talk to them and and then the girls that i talk to will just leave me on scene and i I, you know, I can
0: never find anything. Oh, and, Chris, it'll happen when you're not looking the way it always works. And
1: everybody always says that, and I know it frustrates you, know. you as your mm-hmm. mom. I know that this is like your biggest source of frustration. This is why I had you seek out some counseling, because I know that, you know, without getting into the whole topic of online dating and right. and and the problems that I think that creates with people who have social anxieties anyway, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it just fosters... Improper communication and all that And improper expectation and and all that kind of stuff But, you know, now What I'm I'm saying is When I said to get the um, To get the diagnosis to get you future help Okay Mm -hmm. It was also geared for The fact that um, Now that we know We can seek out support groups Mm -hmm. And those types of things For people your age That will help you and also the counseling that you receive will be more geared towards how to counsel someone who has exactly what you've got going on so it was really more for the future than it was for the here and now you know that i thought okay we really kind of need to know to where this kid needs to go with his life and you're going to be just fine Mm -hmm. i promise you you are so you know, just to listen to you speak and, you know, oh, listen yeah. to, you're Very going impressive. to be just, you are going to be fine. You Wait till you listen to, to yourself great. here when we post yeah. this episode, and
0: I, you know, and you, you, it's different when you're speaking and then you come back and we always listen and I'm like, Oh, why did I say that? Or why mm-hmm, didn't I say mm-hmm. that? So you evaluate yourself, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think you're going to be pretty impressed with yourself. Y- I am. Yeah. I mean, and biased, you know, and that's my nephew. Yeah.
2: Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect. Well, I wouldn't
1: be. Surpri- <laughs> I wouldn't be
2: surprised by that. <laughs> there we go.
1: There <laughs> we go. Right, okay. Candor. I mean,
2: I know. but also too. Like, I think, I just think of my disability and my autism and all that stuff. And I just, what, you know, I opened up to you, Uncle Eric, a long while back, because yeah, yeah. you, you and I went to the reservation, and I'm not even gonna get into that.
0: <laughs> there all it right. is. Thank God. <laughs> A little Maybe
2: I'll tell the story uh, out oh in front of people, not. but I'm not gonna get into that here. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I was having a rough day. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just—it's one of those things. It's just not hard to bring that's up. Sad. But I'm just—but the point is, though, I remember I opened up to you a long while back because you and I went to the reservation because you had to go um, run some errands, and I remember opening up to you and I just told you one of my biggest fears in life right. is is being alone. being alone I just I don't want that because that's that's my biggest one of my biggest fears in life is just to wind up alone and I don't want to do that and well,
0: and, and also
2: okay and that's... also too it's you know I mean I didn't tell this to you mom but I just I don't want I don't Want to be like? How do I say it? I don't want people to judge me just on my disability. Like Uh, you know, get to That's where I was going
0: with it. You're more than your diagnosis. You You just said that. Yeah.
1: You're just so. You're so So, open, and you're so. You have such a. You have more of a um, handle on yourself than you think you do. Than you give yourself credit for. Right. And you know, it just you're gonna be fine and, sometimes. And, and the one thing i've always encouraged you children to do all three of you is to pray pray for yeah. your pray for yourself pray for that future spouse that you don't even know exists yet pray for that person to come into your life that to that god directs your path to that person mm-hmm. those are the kind of prayers that i pray for you children that god you know directs your steps to be to, to meet the person that you're supposed to be with and to bring good friends into your life. Yes. Yeah, and that kind of
2: thing. And it, it actually brings back the words that I was thinking of. I don't want people to meet me and then just judge me based on my disability. I don't yeah. want I don't want that to happen. I mean, yes, I fall I fall behind from time to time. I I have a hard time catching up of things and I have a hard time coming coming to the finish line, so to speak slower than others. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is I try to make such a, I try to make such a living for myself. And I try to make the best out of myself that I can.
0: And so I just think sometimes with my disability, it's hard. And well, it, it will be it's going to be a little bit more challenging than quote, normal people. But and I, I want to I mean, I don't want to turn this into a counseling session. But you know, one of the biggest inhibitors in my life has been Chris, Mm -mm. fear and i began to really address that directly and uh, it caused me a lot of problems in my life a lot and i've come up with a new phrase that's what this tattoo is right here it's a wall breaking down and it has a little bit of star wars in there too because i love star wars but remember this phrase okay fear builds walls right yeah yeah and we all have fears. That's one of an, our innate parts of being human. Um, but what fear does is puts on a uh, sense of flight or f- fight response, which actually physiologically changes your body and causes anxiety. Mm-hmm. So there are ways to, to deal with that. If you're the first thing that, that you said openly is that. You, you have a fear and you're open about it and you understand it. it means you're mindful about it. And so then the second step is kind of taking the steps to overcome fear. And uh, it's taken me, you know, half a century to get it, maybe. I understand that. I mean, it's something that I, I knew I had a lot of fears. A lot of it was fear of success, um, fear of the unknown, and things like that. Uh, wasn't really fear of loneliness, but it doesn't matter. Fear is fear, you know. Yeah, and but always remember that fear builds walls. And I, I, just I, I really believe now. You go back, and after this episode is posted, and you listen to it, and listen to what you just said, it's even gonna maybe change how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. And,
2: and that's a, that's the other thing. I mean, you were talking about fear of success. Like, I, I'm not really much of a fear of success because. I've, you know, my my parents know this a lot, and I've I've worked really hard for everything that I've got in my life, and and you know, like like my mom said, sometimes I'm a little slower getting there, but I will achieve it. Like I'm one of the things that I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to go for state at my job, and
1: explain what that so, means. yeah,
2: what does that mean? So, so I state. So right now, I'm currently employed through SASE, which is Suburban Adult Services Incorporated. And I'm trying to go to become employed by the state at my job, so become a state worker Mm. to kind of climb up the ladder. Mm -hmm. And break away a little bit from... And I think from what I've noticed, a lot of my bosses... Well, a lot of my coworkers and a couple of my bosses see that in me, and they've actually they've actually looked at me as kind of how do I say it like kind of the I don't want to I don't want to like say the future but I guess like it's like as one that can go for state and that Mm -hmm. is capable Mm -hmm. and I've I've told a couple of my coworkers this like one of my main things now we all have disabilities and we all have our own our own problems but I mean I want to show them that not, you know, not just normal people can achieve things. Also, people with disabilities can.
0: Well, you know, this is one thing that your your grandparents taught Laura and I, and then we're going to we'll get into the sibling aspect of this in a minute. But we're made up of three things, our mind, our body and our spirit. Right. Yeah. Have you ever heard of an autistic spirit? There's no such thing. Mm -mm. All of our spirits. If anything, the ones that those of us that don't understand how to nurture their spirit, you can drown your spirit. But you have a pure, joyful spirit, and there is no disability in that. And those are all three equal parts of that make up who we are—who Chris Toby is, or who Larry Fish Mm -hmm. is—and you know the the autistic part. That's the that's the mind. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the mind affects the body. But you're pretty fit, actually pretty buffed out. Looking forward to a back massage later. By the way, <laughs> I mean you do that awesomely. So just remember that as you know, encouraging you as your uncle, to that you're made up of three things: your mind, your body, and your spirit. Yeah, and the spirit can change the other 2 Mm-hmm. You know.
2: Yeah, and uh, you know I've I've said this a lot, and I've I probably. I, I mean, I've said this a lot. I've, I probably, if I didn't get all the help in high school that I did, if I didn't get, I mean, I had to have my teachers right behind me, my parents right behind me, and I, if I didn't have that, I feel like I probably would still be in high school mm-hmm. by now. Oh, I remember. That's for
0: that's for you. That's <laughs> scary. <you. laughs> that's championing, Laura. I, I mean, I remember. At nine o'clock at night, you'd be sitting at the table doing math with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I was but just you got really, you got through it. And I, you know what? As much, pace. I've told everybody this, and you know, they're, oh, if it wasn't for you, Chris wouldn't have gotten through high school. That's not true because I wasn't there on exam day. I wasn't there when you sat and took your exams. I knew how to help you study. I knew how to support you. I knew how to, you know, make sure that everything was there for you to have, that for you to be successful. But I wasn't there the day you sat for the exams. That was all of you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it takes, they say it takes a village <laughs> mm-hmm. to raise a child. And mm-hmm. we had a lot of good help and support through the years. And I just knew how to advocate for you because it's been, you know, it's just being in the I'm in the special education field being that we grew up the way that we did you know but you did you when when it came to you know do or die day you did and you know you persevered so that wasn't me that was mm-hmm. you so you know I, I I I give you a lot of credit because that that Regent's diploma hangs proudly lots of people take you know advantage of it but you got it buddy and me I didn't too. I didn't do it you did it it wasn't me I didn't get up and go to school every no. day I didn't get up and go do those things and walk the halls of your high school and do your homework I sat and made sure you did your homework and I sat and made sure I helped you study mm-hmm. you know and be organized and all those kinds of things but it would just be like if a parent had a child who had diabetes I'd make sure that they had their medication and they yeah. had what they needed. But I just made sure you had what you needed, that's all. Yeah. That's it. So I...
0: we are gonna, we're like at the midway part of the program and when we come back here after a quick break, we're gonna get into the sibling aspect of what you just talked about. Maybe your thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. And then we're just gonna have some fun. You and I know how to pull a laugh out of out of, your, out of her, don't we?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yes. we do.
0: Okay, Oh yeah. so we're definitely gonna do that. And in the meantime, I want to welcome all of our uh, new subscribers on SupportingSiblings.com and Patreon.com. Invite you to, uh, if you haven't yet, visit our website. uh, Hit the subscribe button. Oh, there's Sarabi out there. She's outside. Yeah, that's all right. Visit SupportingSiblings.com and uh, follow the adventure that John, John, and I are about to take. We have a, a fantastic week in store about nine, 10 days. A lot of things that uh, he doesn't even know about that it's going to be great. Uh, We will uh, be updating with photos. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all of that. And if you're so led, go to patreon.com. And for a $5 a month subscription, you'll kind of help with our costs of producing the show. And anybody that does so uh, through the rest of this month will get a postcard from John on the trip. And it's uh, pretty cool idea, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I actually,
2: great. I actually, not to cut you off, Uncle Eric, but I actually have some thoughts about about John, John, that uh, me and my social worker were talking about the other day, and it got me thinking. And it's like maybe that's why, maybe that's why John and I Can see. So well. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I make him laugh; yeah. he makes oh, yeah. me laugh. To like that, I mean, because my social worker brought up. Maybe that's why you and your uncle John see a lot and see a lot of the same and a lot of. I mean, I get it. His autism is more, more on the severe Mm -hmm. aspect than mine is, but I think that's why we see a lot of, a lot of the same, and that's why we make each other laugh and that's why we. That's connection. Yeah, yeah, like that's Uh, that's uh, kind uh, of why we're, I guess so. like, I guess you could call it intertwined, Yeah. yeah. I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. But, I mean, I got some, like, that was one of the other thoughts that I had that I was probably going to talk about when we come back. From, All right, uh, well, let's
0: take that break. Visit SupportingSiblings.com. Laura's going to uh, go stir the spaghetti, noodle sauce, and cheese, and we'll be back in about uh, 30 seconds. This is the end of Part 1. Stay tuned for Part 2 and 3 coming soon.